Welcome to the theme song. Welcome. Theme song. Theming up your house. Theme song. Coming for your mouse. Being beautiful or being a musician on the lottery. I don't know. No, it's not. Because I'm not a singer. Why is her name always Fran? Catastrophe section. Catastrophe section. That's us. Here goes the catastrophe section. Hooray! Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron. And my name is Cameron. Well done. I'm glad you know your identity. It says it on my underwear. Your your underoos. Yep, my underoos. Crying in your underoos. <laughs> Nobody will get that reference because, you know. Because of the I bad impersonation you. or because of the joke? No, it's a it's from a song. That nobody from a band that nobody listens to, but you and I. Uh, so welcome to the catastrophe section. This is a podcast about bad movies, where me and my Cameron and myself, my Cameron and myself, Cameron and myself, talk They're- about real shit films, generally bad family comedies. We did a stint of them, and a bunch of other crap that uh, a lot of other podcasts don't really go over. Uh, and this week we did a special. What was it? Nineteen ninety seven. Uh, yep, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, Beautician and the Beast, starring Fran, Fran Drescher. And former and, James uh, Bond, Tim- uh, who was only for two films, Miss Sir Timothy Dalton. He's not actually yep, Sir. Timothy Dalton was in this, um, <laughs> unfortunately for his career. <laughs> well, his career um, at this point was basically, you'll pay me how much? All right, do I get to have a mustache? It, it was, I'm in. It was bad anyway, yeah. <laughs> he probably so, um, was able to buy like a Malibu beach house with the profit. I mean, there was like this movie didn't make money, but with his advance, he could so, probably get some. So let's cut straight to the chase. This is Nanny in Eastern Europe. That's it. If you guys know what the show The Nanny is, it's that. But in Eastern Europe with dictators and shit. Well, it's it. And, That's what the movie is. And like this movie was made in 1997, and this is like right in the middle of like the height of the popularity of The Nanny. Because that ran from 93 to 99. Yeah. I looked it up because. I have nothing else to do. And it's weirdly, it's also like <laughs> The Sound of Music and The King and I and like all those like um, movies where they're like, well, we need an international place, so we'll make up something that sounds vaguely Eastern European yeah. and have that be a stand-in nation for current make politics because right. we don't want to piss people off. Yeah. Like some sort Specific of, it, like Jim Cotta. Yeah, like Jim Cotta. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen Jim Cotta, if you have an audience, watch it. Go watch it. It's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty fucking great. Okay, where to start on this, Aaron? Um Oh man. Uh, um boy? so let's just let's let's synopsize first. So essentially, Fran Drescher plays a, a beautician, obviously by the title, who gets offered a job by accident to go teach this Eastern European dictators' children about Western ways because they're turning it into a democracy and they need a beauty. They need Fran Drescher's help. Otherwise, it'll never work, apparently. And the justification for how she gets the job makes as much sense as a beauty yep. school teacher who teaches uh-huh. night school, which we learned through expository dialogue. Yeah, she, she is a, yeah, she's a, be- she's a beauty teacher. They hire her through a fluke because comedy. Oh boy. Oh, oh, because of a hairspray fire caused by an obviously gay, because gay is funny, 
yeah. male. Overtly effeminate men in a beauty, mm-hmm. sal- beauty school. Well, the movie starts where she's um, applying for a job at like the New York lottery, doing the makeup for like this yeah, blonde yeah, yeah. woman who announces the thing. And she's like, oh, we'll go light on it. And she's like, oh, I'm Fran Drescher. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then she does it. And uh, the lottery woman, she looks a lot like, um, I don't know, the cast of Jersey Shore after that happens. Uh, no, no, no. She she makes her look exactly like herself. Oh, she's beautiful. She looks just like me. Like, the hair's the exact same. The makeup's the exact same. And that's the joke, but it's like, character building-wise, you're just like, wow, she's fucking... She's so self-centered. She's such a shitty character. Why do we care? Wait, wait, wait. There's character building in this movie? No, no there's not. I was imposing it upon this to make a point that this joke implies shitty character building. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she's basically playing herself. Well, that's every movie. She's a character actress. So what, what else? Should, I mean, uh, yeah. And her voice. I'm sorry, but I just I had a hard time watching this movie because God damn it. Her voice is awful. It doesn't bother me that bad, actually. I mean, it's not as pronounced in this one. I think that she went up much more New York than her usual like nanny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was definitely more tame. But that's, I, I, it might have been because, I don't know, maybe they wanted her to try and do a different character, um, but she couldn't pull it off enough, and it's just like, it's just going to sound the fucking same, and we give up. Oh, oh, I remember the movie doesn't start with the lottery thing. It starts with the animated, Disney-fied opening where- Oh my god, that was so weird. I was like, is this the- because I have never seen the original Disney Sle- Sleeping Beauty, so I was like, wait, isn't there supposed yeah. to be, like, a castle and, like, the Maleficent dragon here? And then it's just like, oh, there's a prince trying to, like, rape capture, like, Fran yeah, Drescher's princess. Weird. And she's, like, talking about, like, wait, I've got dreams of my own, sugar. <laughs> Come back. I'm going to be a strong, independent woman, and I'm going to go against these things, which is good. Don't take my mockery as anti-you everybody yeah but i i just her voice is just so it was it was also it was really rapey like she's sleeping in the fucking the the waiting room to try the head to do the hair for the lotto lady well she fell asleep that was her dream yeah yeah that was her, her dream was this fucking weird animated shit of beauty and the beast and some weird prince is just like ho ho look at this a sleeping maiden man and that's i found her I'm going to kiss her. And she's like, well, hold on, sweetheart. I don't want to get hitched dressed yet. We just met. And that's what I don't get is like as much as Fran Drescher kind of annoys me on like this astonishing, like otherworldly level. She's not a bad looking person. So I I, no, I'm not saying that good looking people aren't single and miserable. There's there's that whole 90s style thing that halts everything always because that looks like fucking garbage. I mean, who doesn't want to wear fucking suede yellow pants that go up to your fucking ribs? And she that's, has a different outfit right now. She has a different outfit for every scene. Yeah. Did you almost. notice that? 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like she's like, oh, well, I'm going to help Timothy Dalton try on this thing and be nicer to people. And she's like wearing a sundress. And then the next one, she's wearing a blouse. And then the next one, she's wearing like all these different pastel and other colors. It's just really distracting. It's almost like her costume designer from The Nanny was also consulting on this while they were filming. She, they prob- she probably was. She's just like, yeah, she made me look good at that. I'm going to hire her. Oh, by the way, that's my friend Drescher. How do you like it? She's like, well, I really like being a nanny. And they're like, perfect. You're hired. Done. You can do it. I almost wonder if this was like a different script, like um, an Eastern European dictator story. And they just kind of wrote the character and of Fran Drescher into it. In it. And they're just like, well, we can write around. You can, we can write you in. Because I feel like this is like a spy film, like maybe a Tom Clancy adaptation. That's just like, all right, let's do it where we completely rewrite everything and shoehorn Fran Drescher into it because money. Yeah. So she doesn't get the job at the lottery. Boo hoo. We meet her mother who uh, expositorily explains uh, while they're sitting on their comfortable New York um, house. Shithole. Oh, yes. and. She's like, is teaching night school really that bad? Yeah. Hell, uh, would you guys like some exposition? Here, have it. And then so the next scene after that, after she basically accuses her parents of settling for one another, which is kind of problematic. Yeah. So like there's 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 a bunch of lines about like it's okay to settle, honey. Like her dad's just like or she turns to his dad and she's like, you always wanted to sell stationery, didn't you? And he's just like, I wanted to do a fuck. I wanted to fuck ladies all year or whatever, whatever dumb shit he says. But but I settled on stationery, child, and you should do the same because I'm your paternal unit. Yeah, he owns a stationery store, but all he does like they all have their own TV dinners that they just eat for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have a table that you can do that at? Like, there's more to this than TV dinners. Well, I guess not. I mean, I guess stationary... Stationary stores don't make shit. I guess since stationary means both immobile and writing letters and such, I guess he uses them both interchangeably. Yes, the stationary store. They sell chairs and paper. And it's free to sit around. Oh, boy. Well, no, you gotta pay. Otherwise, how does he make money off of you? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Being, so it's more like a station. hotel. He's selling, he's selling, selling the concept of stationariness. Mm-hmm. It's a very anarchist one, but also still yeah. into capitalism. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and the cl- so the next scene is her uh, teaching night school non exposit next non expositionally. Um, yep. And this is like she teaches beauty school here. It looks like a like I know it looks like a community college, but this looks like a high school classroom that the director's son attends. Oh, Oh, it it definitely does. And apparently it's night school. So I guess it makes sense. I guess they just teach it in the same building and reuse the facilities. I know, but you'd think night school, like beauty schools at least have a budget. This is like, um, well, we need a beauty class. So we'll just put a bunch of wig stuff here from the makeup department. And that will pass as beauty school. I mean, that's pretty much what they did. It's just this shitty, like, you know, those, like all those school, like all the Hollywood schools, like all the schools that always get shot, like TV shows get shot in those schools. It looks like that. Oh, yeah. But it's like adults. It's full grown adults trying to learn makeup shit. Yeah. If you've ever seen like those 
late 80s and early 90s infomercial, not infomercial, but yeah. after school special videos or where they're like anti-bullying. Stop now. Dun, 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 dun. It has like the it has like the checkered floor and all that. And then the teachers all wore like those like like wire rimmed glasses and like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. plaid button up shirts. And one of the students is high and he hallucinates and dies and kills half of his class because drugs are the worst thing ever. <laughs> drugs, literally worse than Hitler. <laughs> worse than a 3.9 GPA. Uh, no! no! How will I ever get into Yale Bridge? Okay, yeah, and then there's, like, the stereotypically gay guy in the class. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, most like, of her students are wearing, like, absurdly. bad makeup and that, but mm-hmm. she... I think that that's, like, a statement that her character is, like, quote-unquote pulling it off. And then... Is okay. So, well, is the gay smoker a trope? Because I've never encountered that before. Because she's like walking past him, and then she looks around, and he like back, and he she's like, "Are you smoking?" And he's like, "No, I'm not smoking." Well, well, the thing is, uh, she's trying to give them the style of the apparent housewifey kind of bullshit that 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 New York was quote unquote famous for the time, you know, where like the mole has to go on the other side. So the cigarette can sit on the other side. Otherwise it just looks like you're going to fall over. That's like a line that happens. Oh yeah. I remember she says flashy, not trashy to this. She's like, you got to do it flashy, not trashy. Oh my God. No, that's just trash. That's nineties. Fashion is the fucking worst. It's the fu- it's the worst. I don't know. I, I don't really just like se- the eighties style. Seventies, yeah, there was some like yeah, floral floral print weirdness and leather, whatever the fuck. Eighties colors, whatever. Fuck nineties. Nineties is the goddamn worst. It's like eighties, but then like we tried to go all future and put shoulder pads and everything, and everybody's like a fucking try a blue fucking triangle. Fuck you, nineties. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh, okay. I love the 90s. It was the best. Except, you know, hashing and grunges. And that's just like, we're wearing shirts. Who fucking gives a shit? I do like grunge. Yeah, it's just like, hey, shirt, flannel, nobody gives a fuck, done. But like the whole high class power suit, power dress, whatever the fuck, dumb, wacky, triangular fucking bullshit that they tried to pull off was awful. Anyway... Aaron's Fashion Corner, brought to you by the Fran Drescher Association for Funding Dumb Shit. And that's one of several foundation that that's Fran Drescher That's my money owns. you just listened to. She has several foundations of which to fund meaningless yeah. things. Yeah, she has a foundation for, for really light-skinned people. She has a foundation for tan people. She has a foundation for African-American people. She has a foundation for Asian people. This is this is a makeup joke, folks. I, I get it. You're welcome. She has a foundation for blemishes. I'm glad I could, I'm glad I could help you with your foundations. She has a foundation for a building she's constructing. Yeah. Yeah. She she's a lot of foundations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's the foundation for her own society. Yes, the yeah Fran Dresch Society. The Fran Drescher or else. Yep, Dr- Fran Drescher else. Yep, Drescher else. Uh, it's it's an anti nudity club. You better dress or else. 
And we're gonna. And if you yeah. if you're a nudist, we're gonna make you wear Fran's wardrobe from the set of Beautician no! and the Beast. That is a horror movie. It is. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> if you thought Halloween H two O was bad, <laughs> Halloween H two O. Yes, that's is that the, an underwater version of Halloween. We need to make this. This is happening now. No, Aaron, that's an actual movie. What? Halloween H two O is an actual movie. What? No, it is. I, is it actual like Mike Myers kind of bullshit? I think so. Um, I can look it up really quickly. Okay, because if it's Mike Myers underwater, I'm watching that. I don't give a shit. That needs to be watched. That needs to be a thing. Or if not, we're making a Michael Myers. I almost said Mike Myers. Yeah, the actor. No, Mike Michael Myers fucking underwater, and everybody's just gurgling screams while he stabs him. Oh no, it's 1998. It looks like it's the. Uh, it's like 20 years later. So. H2O is Halloween 20 years later, so. Oh, I thought it was underwater. Never mind. Yeah, like, That's lame. Yeah. I wish. It was like, it'd be like Deep Blue Sea, but with a slasher. Yeah. Instead of sharks, it's just Michael Myers. They're just like, and that. he's dressed like a That'd shark, so dumber. it's really confusing. I would love to see that. That'd be the best thing ever. Oh, no, a shark. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's, the shark's got a knife and a mask. Wait, why is that shark wearing a hockey? <laughs> okay, so uh, so this this is basically like a comedy of manners. Like they spray hairspray on the fire, the fire gets onto another fire, and the fires merge, and then they okay, and the fire department literally gets their the fastest response time in a movie I've yep. ever seen. Uh-huh. They have They're the place waiting outside, cordoned off with like police tape. And there's like I, I ambulances wonder, yeah. already and they just like it's like like this shot is like, whoo, oh, we barely got out of there alive. And like I'd assume that they're like yeah. on the first floor and the fire department is like on the same block or like preemptively knew yeah. that this place gets on fire at least five times a week. No, they're just waiting outside and they're just like, huh, I wonder if a fire start fire will start in that building today. Should probably wait around, guys. Don't don't worry about it. We'll just camp out here. They're like, oh, and then someone on the other side of the street is, oh, help, I'm on fire. And they're like, shut up. Ah, you don't One less taxpayer life. to be accountable for. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and then I really liked, like, I sort of laughed at this bit where um, there's, like, this really attractive firefighter that comes up, and he's like, Miss, do you, are you okay? Do you need um, oxygen or anything? And Fran's like, oh, I'm okay. And then the the gay guy's like, I could use some attention. And- oh, I'd love, I'd love some off- oxygen, you hot firefighter, you, with your big penis and your muscles and shit. Which I am attracted to. And she's like, he was talking to me. Yep. And so, uh, for some reason, one of her students decides to take a picture of her. And because reasons, yeah, she makes the cover of the New York Post. Well, and because she, so she goes in, like, after the fire starts, she, she saves all the, like, the classroom pets. Which, why the fuck do you have classroom pets at a, a night beauty school, first off? I can see, I know the, ex- the excuses you guys are going to make. Oh, it's because they want to test shampoos and shit on animal hair. They have fucking snakes. What the fuck are you going to do with a snake in a beauty school? Anyway, regardless, she saves those, and then she's still carrying them, and since she's a fashion-y girl, when she gets her fucking 
uh, picture taken, she like poses with them like they're shopping bags or whatever the fuck. Like we, you know that classic pose with both arms out, and she's like, hey. and then it mentions like great teachers save science things, and so um, yeah, a dictator Mick European sends his uh, frumpy schlubby like. No, no. I need to no, teach you to go get to America. Looking, and then he just stumbled upon the article. Yeah, and so he's like following her in a car in like an X scene, and she's like, "Yeah, that's is not it weird that woman in the bright green stuff." Ew. Well, oh my god, there was such a weird. Oh my god, there's such a weird joke in this. Anyway, continue. And so, like, he like pulls up behind her, and it, she, he's like, uh, she like threatens to hit him with mace, and he's like, "No, that's not why I'm here." No, no, no. What he says is, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm, in, I'm, I'm not going to rob you. I'm wearing a suit. Because, you know, <laughs> people in suits are obviously never are criminals. And not they're never they're rapists, rapists. They don't or murder any people. sort of other, if you, like, non yeah, If you're wearing citizen. a suit, that's crime prevention. Listen to the NRA. Guns and suits. Yep. Yeah. that'll. That, I mean, that it just means if you own a gun and you own a suit... You're never going to kill a person ever. Not in your life. It's literally impossible. Oh, scientifically, mathematically, geologically impossible. It's not going to happen. You know what I really hate is when, um, like around Ferguson, if they're like, well, if Mike Brown was wearing a suit that he wouldn't have gotten shot. And I'm like, that's not the reason he got shot. He got shot because nope. he was black and in a neighborhood. <laughs> because some dude loves shooting things. He shot him like, what, seven, eight times. I'm like, Jesus. He shot 12. He oh. Didn't hit them all, but. Yeah, but I. Yeah, he grazed him twice and hit him like in the center like six times. No, he should. He, it was more than that. Oh. I think he hit him five times, including through the head. Oh, Jesus. But he's a big, splurt, scary black demon who's coming right at me. He's like an inch taller than him. Car. Yeah, that's bullshit. Ugh. Social commentary. Hey, go go beat up the police. Yeah. I'm going to get fun. Don't beat them up. Just protest. Hey, are we going to hold someone who shoots someone accountable? Nah. It's okay. There was two worst cases that didn't get as much attention that that also didn't get. Uh, oh, the, the chokehold guy? The guy who got choked in uh, Staten uh, Island, New York. Yeah. And then there was one in Utah, actually. Oh, do tell. An unarmed dude got shot. And it was all that one was all caught on camera. And they're just like, nah. Actually, both of them were all caught on camera. You know, like the whole fucking night. You know, I was going to go forward with this, but then I realized that my political views align with that of a neo fascist. Yeah. So why bother? Pretty much. Oh, and. Can we? Uh, oh, Aaron, I thought of why they might have put in like her saving the science animals beyond like the oh, well, she's connected to science. Uh, half assed character building. Yes, but I think it's for the chicken later. Oh, yeah, that would be why. They're I like, forgot about that. Yeah, she has sympathy for animals because she's a good that. person. Yeah. To make yeah, her not beast like like Timothy Dalton's character. Who's a beast? And half of his guy. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Oh, and you you just have to have a line like. Yep. About it. So on the street, she like doesn't she like hit um the messenger she guy with like shaving with cream at one point. No, it's moose. Oh, it's moose. I thought it was shaving cream. Yep. It looked more like that. Yeah. Just 
And I love his pitch for um moose. The fictional make your hair bouncy. Whatever moose does. The fictional um country of Slovakia, his pitch is, oh, it's like Paris fifty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Paris fifty years ago. You know, the one with when when the Nazis were in there. Yeah, you know, it was very nice. (laughs) Yep. Well, no, that wait, they, that was after the Nazis were there because this was ninety seven, so it would have been filmed in ninety in uh, ninety six, so like forty six. Still a decent joke. Yeah, it's still a decent joke. I'm just, and they offer her forty thousand dollars, which I actually did the math on, and that comes out to yeah. like a hundred and six thousand seven hundred and ten dollars and seventy two cents now. In inflation. Yes, with inflation. Dear God. So that's like. $212,000 if she was for, there for a whole year. That's absurd. So that just doesn't support like Timothy Dalton saying, oh, we're so broke. Yeah. we're. Oh, yeah. He brings up how much how broke they are. We, we are so broke with his fucking garbage accent. Oh, it's terrible. But I, yeah. I think that's like his default so, Welsh accent because like that's very much like the Welsh, like the deeper like. <laughs> Yeah. No. Well. So. So after the fucking street conversation, she's just like, "All right, let's go." And then they go. There's like nothing in between. There's a quick conversation. Oh. Oh no. There's a. There was a fuck. There was a thing. <clears throat> when she goes. When she's packing up her shit at her mom's house because she still. Oh yeah, I wrote that stuff. down. Um. Oh, it's so fucking weird. Ooh. She's just like, Ma, you're too attached to me. And she's like, no, I'm not. What's in your purse, Ma? And it's just, oh. it's her fucking umbilical cord. <laughs> Why is jar. she holding that? Why do you, wh- why would you keep that, number one? And if you did, why would you keep it in your purse? And do you wh- need yeah. that constantly, always? Why do you have that on you? You're a crazy person. Yeah, These are my first husband's testicles. They were the best. I really needed. I I just needed a trophy. Like a murderer. Yeah, she's like a murderer. But she sees her daughter every day. It's not like oh, I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, wait, was that like a throwaway joke? Was. I don't fucking know. Was that like weird? Fran, you make up something that's in the jar. We'll put something there and then put it in and post. And then we'll just edit it over with something else in there. She's like, it's an umbilical cord. And they're like, well, we can keep that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, I can conceive. I, I, they probably wrote it. That's probably a written line. Like on, on, not on the spot. It seems too dumb. Yes. And overthought. So she gets to Slovetkia. Yep. Which is actually a real place. Is it? Yes. Really? Where? Um, it is between Romania, Ukraine, and Hungary. Um, situated between oh, Transcarpathia, Carpathia. I could be saying that wrong. It's a real region of the Ukraine. So it's a post-communist um, Eastern European dictatorship. Um, All right, then. And so it's um, from what I'm looking at here, the director actually picked sounds he liked from Czech and Russian, which are Slavic languages and Hungarian and kind of created like a 
like a hybrid of those. And then they decided on a Slovetkian accent and what it should sound like. Mm-hmm. So they actually did like a lot of dialect coaching for this, which is actually kind of interesting. It is, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly it spoken by the that children was, characters. That, that was time wasted. They could have just said, hey, do a Russian accent. All right, you're good. Yeah, it that's all true. The fucking same. Like he he it did not they did not pull it off at fucking all man not at all not in the least yeah the, I was not thinking at any point I believe that these people are actually in or speaking in a real e- Eastern European place except the prime minister just because he had that Russian look to him yes he did not 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 his voice even it wasn't his voice he just looked Russian because he looked like Putin yeah he looked a, like exactly like Putin yep President Farton yep. Yeah, they just they hired Putin for this movie, didn't you know? Yeah. And to not actually use his real name, they just did President Farton. Yeah. Dr. Vladimir Farton. <laughs> I wonder what his real name is. <laughs> Vladimir Shitten. Vladimir Shit himself is his name. And Shitten is his game. Yeah. Shitting's my game. Open up your vagina. Wait, huh? Uh-huh. And you know what's even so unrealistic is that why would the president s- spend so much money to send someone who is so vastly unequipped at, like, headhunting or recruiting a teacher? Why does he go to... It's like he, he got off the airplane, the bought a weirdo. newspaper, saw the word science and teacher, and was just like, oh, boy! It's gotta be It's gotta be her! And then he, like, bought New York deli bagels and coffee with the rest of the expense account. Yeah. He's like, I can just get that woman that looks like she's on that hit show, The Nanny, to do this. Yeah, she'll be fine. She can teach things. Yeah, and it's just a slap in the face to, like, um, the New York Post. Like, do they have nothing better to put on their fucking front page than, ooh, this really weird-looking posy picture of saving animals and stuff is more important than all the societal problems at all put together. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a newspaper editor of my own paper. No, I'm not. But I totally put stuff like that up on all the time. Yep, I put that um, on my dating profiles. Yep, just pictures of Fran Drescher everywhere. Yep. I get a lot of hits. <laughs> Mostly physical. Yes. Because I'm a boxer? Yep. Terrier. Yep. Get it? Because turned it into a dog instead of a, a sport. Yeah, uh-huh. Instead of a profession. With my lack of sporting ability, it's much more likely that I am, in fact, a canine. Is, yeah, it's more uh, more likely you're a dog than a sportist. What's a sportist? A sportist. You know the technical term for someone who sports. Oh, when they sports really hard? Yeah, the sportist. Yeah, oh, okay, sportist. Michael s- Douglinson is my favorite sportist. He's part of the Cleveland Roundtables. The Cleveland Roundtables? Yeah, they play uh they play foot scat. Sounds real to me. Foot Do you know foot scat? It's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah, foot scat. The game of kings and champions and peasants and 
food connoisseurs. Why don't you just say everybody? Because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't include skaters. Does it include beauticians? It does not, actually. Oh. Are they peasants or champions or kings or culinary people? If not, then no, they don't get to play. There's strict rules about foot scat. I love the vampire character, Edward Culinary. Yep, Edward Culinary is the best. <laughs> He's like, I made you eggs Benedict. She's like, oh, I love your not wanting to kill me and your cooking ability. Eggs Benedict Arnold? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Trader Eggs. Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch? Yep, Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. I bet that that's probably a thing. I'm sure. With like his head in the shape, like with Sherlock on oh, it. I, oh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Cause the internet. Yep. Okay. So, um, she arrives at the estate, which is doing? basically like this. It looks like some sort of chateau in like the Hollywood Valley that they filmed it in. Um, or something on the Scottish Highlands, whatever. It does not look like Eastern Europe at all. And so um, actually it kind of does. And I, I would believe them going to film in Eastern Europe because that they don't charge money there like at all. You can just walk the fuck around with a camera. Nobody gives a shit in Eastern Europe during the 90s. Like half of movies were filmed there because it was so goddamn cheap. I think they still are. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are because it's fucking cheap. It's cheaper to fly out a whole crew to film in fucking Slovenia or whatever the fuck than to film here. And that's why they give tax rebates, people. Yep. So she doesn't meet um, Mr. President or Mr. Timothy Dalton yet. She um, awakens to four creepy looking Eastern European Adams family looking children just kind of gawking at her. And she's like, never surprise a New Yorker. Oh, you never surprise a New Yorker. (laughs) And so you never go water try a surprise you Yorkley go and got pull gun on you some pepper spray. They know the dangerous streets in New York. Now I think like you're just kind of going into New York Jason New Statham. Yorker. I'm a typical New Yorker. <laughs> With typical New York problems like getting on the subway in time for me job. Yeah, and a love for bagels. Lots of bagels and schmear. Schmear. Yep. Uh, And for a movie in which she's supposed to be a teacher, she spends about maybe four minutes of screen time actually teaching the kids. Yeah. I mean, well, besides, I mean, it's implied enough, I think, honestly. I don't want to watch her for 20 minutes being like, and this is Pluto. Like, fuck off. I know, I but there's not that. even like a montage scene that I would normally associate with a movie like this. The fact that she's a teacher is almost like she puts in like five minutes. And if the other it, teacher. Yeah, it's very just, secondary to everything yeah. else. It's just a reason for her to be here, to be in the in the area. And they never say why the other teacher quit or was fired because they say, well, they just had us read from the textbook. And she's like, well, why fix one ain't broken? And I'm like, why are they looking for another one? Yeah. If they're just going to let her do the same thing that the last one did. Yeah, definitely. 
They should have like because this movie thinks that political unrest and you know societal meltdown is so funny. They should have been like she was protesting for civil rights or something, and then she got hit by a moose or you know something. Yeah, those Eastern European moose. It was an Eastern European mountain lion bear goat. Uh huh. With a gun truck. It's it's a hybrid that exists specifically in Slovakia. Yeah, and the truck guns. It's roaming through the prairies. Yep. Yeah. So I cannot remember anything distinguishing or name wise about these kids. There's there's like no. the short young one. There's like the I'm dating the revolutionary who wants to take down my father's government. There's because, sense I mean, because you need some sort of conflict with your daughter, otherwise it's not a family romantic movie comedy. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not. You won me it's over. It's not anyway, but like that's the thought. Mm-hmm. And then there's um artist who wants to sleep with Fran Drescher, but is rebuffed, and he's like, I want to be an artist. Well, no, he doesn't actually want to. He he thinks that he's supposed to to live up to his father's expectations. Apparently. No, no, no. He actually wants to be an artist because she asks him, what do you really want to do or what do you really like? And he's like, I like. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying I was I was talking about having the fuck with her. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, my father just takes what he wants because patriarchy and male dominance. And dictatorship. In the dick part of it. The penis tatorship. Yep. The cock tatorship. Penis taters. Them taters. You boys like Mm. them penis taters? Yeah, penis taters. You're gonna get yourself a fucking batch of penis taters. A bunch of them there penis taters. You're you're gonna get a good old batch of old country-fied penis taters. Now available at your local food mart. (laughs) Food mart in business since whenever you made up when we existed. Food mart? Food mart. Food mart. Welcome to Food Co. We food. You we eat. provide the food for the sustenance of the having. Yep. For cheap. Food Mart. You eat. We do too. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> At, we watch you. We, no, you eat. We watch. <laughs> We're like the NSA, but we ask what you, how your day's going. <laughs> That would be the best campaign ever. You eat, we watch. Like, you know you want to go there now. <laughs> or if it's like a neighborhood, like small family one, it's like, you eat, we uh-huh. neighborhood watch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and like their 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 slogan is like the, like the trench-coated, like shadowy figure guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's got like a plate Night of spaghetti in front of him that he's just eating from. Oh, yes. The nightshade looking motherfucker. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> criminals got to eat nom, too. She's got fucking sprains of spaghettis. Yep. If you want some fucking spaghetti spreads, as a typical New York guy, loves spaghetti. Uncle Frankula's fucking pasta hut. We got your spaghettis. We got your raviolis. We got your rigatonis. We got Tony. How's it going? We got uh, other pastas with sauces. So come on down and have your fill. 
Add pasta. This message brought to you by Aaron. You're welcome. Din, din, din. Din, din, oh, and I did din, like din. some of the things that um, the children said, like, we don't want any of your mindless cultural imperialism. And I'm like, that's what yeah. I think about America anyway. Well, I mean, it is true. Yeah. But anyway, um, there's this part where, <laughs> where it, they read they because they start reading from the uh, the the world history textbook. And it's like, yeah, in 1991, the the leader of Slovenia, Slovakia launched successfully Desert Storm. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> because because ignorance what? and cultural pandering. What? What? Oh, God. What the fuck is the the leader's actual name? Pachenkin or something? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Pachenko. Hold on. Let me look Pachinko? it up. I think it's Pachenko. Yeah, it's Pachenko. Yeah, President Pachenko successfully did Operation Desert Storm. So that. Even though it probably didn't exist at that point? No, it did. It was 96. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... Wait, Slovakia? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't actually know. doesn't matter. Um, So, Fran Drescher basically takes the curriculum and turns it into a... Like a general education practice of the next scene is like, Oh, Hey, so if you have this many frequent flyer miles, how do you get from here to here and get your best deal? And what's the difference in the price? Yeah. Is that a New York thing? Chart on frequent flyer miles that nobody will ever fucking need. Is this, is this a New York thing? Like where people know how to get around? No, no, it's not. It's, it's not a dumb movie thing. Is that just her improvising? And she's like, what if frequent flyer miles tutorial? I honestly don't think she can improv. For, uh, I doubt she's an improver improviser at all. Oh, you see, I think I everything's a stereotype because I don't think I've been exposed to them all. So I'm like, is that a gay smoker thing? Is that a, a New Yorker thing? Is that a, cause she says like never surprise a New Yorker. So I'm like, well, they're obviously going for some of them in there and playing to those tropes. But like, well, yeah. How am I supposed to know? I that I doubt. I highly doubt that knowing frequent flyer mile ratios is not part of a New Yorker. I mean, they inherently. they mention New York airports in it. Uh, yeah. And so she basically teaches the kids to like embrace their inner selves, and then um, young son tries to seduce. F- um, Fran by being like, oh, hey, my dad. We totes gonna, we totes gonna sex. Yep, we're gonna Ladies. intercourse real good. My genitals are totally gonna intertwine with yours in the act of coitus. In, and I'll enjoy it and hopefully you will too. Sign this contract while I read this iambic Ladies. pentametered poem novel to you. This is why I get all the women. All of them? Just like, yeah, just a you know, stacks of bitches on my inbox. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I gotta, I gotta get through all these bitches before the end of the day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, champagne problems. Yeah, no, <laughs> just like this fucking haggard old man with like the horseshoe hair with the top of his head's bald, and his inbox like the paper inbox, but it's just filled with naked women. 
It's a real dumb joke. It's a hard day at work. Oh, all that affection and penis having. I think that he would have be equally penis having if he went home on time. <laughs> nope. It, you can leave. You leave it at the office. You don't take your work home with you. Oh, you're right. Because nobody in, gets late at home. Yeah, not in that line of work. In the inbox women business? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you just get the, the the lady paperwork in your inbox. Because you'll be in the box? Out of the box. Out of, Out the, box. of the box. Uh-huh. Yep. Peanut butter and jelly. Nobody, nobody's go. gonna know what the fuck we're just talking. We were just talking about. Oh, oh, not at all. Nobody will know. Oh well, then I I think the next scene is where Fran, uh, she's like, well, I need to go out and see the sights, and they're like sights, and so she uh, goes to like that a nightclub. Twenty minute because small country, and we have none. Well, that's this what I think about when people are like, "There's city. a Salt Lake sightseeing," and I'm like, "What's there to see?" Temples. If you look to your right, you'll see a sign of religious intolerance. If you look to your left, you'll see another church. Which is also a sign of religious intolerance. If you look to your right, you'll see another church. If you look to your left, that's a church that's connected to another church. And then there's like Temple Square and it's just like, eh, that's a waste of money. (laughs) What What a fucking waste of money. I prefer Temple Rhombus. It's much more festive. Yeah, me too. Temple Octagon, where there's a bunch of MMA fighters. Ooh, I like um, Temple uh, Pentagram. Temple Pentagram's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie. There's a lot of goats. So many of the goats. Also, Goatsy's there. Yes. And Banksy. Yes. And Credit Union C. That was a fucking stupid joke. <laughs> Offshore Banksy. Mm-hmm. Doing graffiti in the middle of the ocean. Oh, this movie's fucking laborious. It, like it it's this movie is essentially think of the re- the regular romantic comedy and then times the absurdity by six. And then it tries that's, so. I mean, that's this movie. That's it. Yeah, it tries so hard to be like geopolitical and be like a true leader knows how to do this and be amongst yeah. the people. <sighs> and like ground itself in like this reality while still being like we're a lighthearted comedy because nobody dies during the yeah. course of the movie. <sighs> anyway, so um. Friend goes to this nightclub or a discotheque, as they call it. And oh my god, that <laughs> uh, I just remembered him saying discotheque really menacing, menacingly, and it was the funniest thing. Oh, yeah, discotheque, discotheque. You went to this discotheque. Oh, yeah, really- Sir Timothy. Uh, not like, Sir- I didn't think there was Sir, a forceful, but- violent way to say the word discotheque. I'm apparently I'm wrong because there's a very, very violent way to say discotheque. 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 You go to the discotheque. Like, it was really. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway. Ooh. So they go to the fucking discotheque and um and friends just like finally some culture. <laughs> 
And then, and then, yeah, exactly. And Young, then the, uh, the, the, the girl lady of the, the family strips off her regular clothes to reveal this green what the fuck material wait, is that? Wait, so, Suede so or Aaron, whatever the fuck? I had a question about this. That, Did you interpret that, that as this shit. was not her first time going there, that she was regularly seeing this guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She okay. apparently goes there all the time. It's saying, Yeah, because I, I got that, but I was like, eh, did she just meet him? And that's one Frankenstein-looking motherfucker. Well, no. Yeah. But no, they all, they, they've also said, like, she that, that she'd been seeing some dude who was apparently in trouble with the law. Oh, that's right. They I brought do that remember up earlier that. in the movie. Well, they're pr- playing yeah. croquet, I think. I don't remember. Oh, he's like, who's in trouble with the law? Yeah. He's in trouble with the law. I don't want to see anybody. And, and so she's like, sweetheart, you stay here. I'm going to go call. I'm going to go to the bathroom and find a phone. Because there are phones in bathrooms? Yeah, I don't understand that either. That was weird to me. And there's like, like this line in, of women 90s, to go to the bathroom. How, and she's like, ladies, don't mind clubs. me. I'm just trying to get to the bathroom to use the telephone. I just need to make a call. I'm not cutting in line or anything, ladies. You don't mind me. I'm just a Hollywood star with making money. Fred Drescher. Mr. Sheffield. Hey, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Beep, boop. Mr. Chef Forcefield, engage. Mr. Chef. Starring John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Robert Downey Jr. Yep. The cinema event of 2014. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Anyway, so a young girl, McDaughterton, goes to like this revolutionary meeting where they're like, yeah, topple the government, all that stuff. And so then she's just standing, talking openly to like this revolutionary leader who's wanted yeah. all over. And they're just leaning up against the wall. Like it's a high school party. Out. And then she's like, Oh, sweetheart. I, you got, you got to get out of here. Otherwise they'll think that I brought you here. Yeah. But they find her anyway. And then they're and then like, lock hey, that dude in the dungeon. That's that idiot Frankenstein motherfucker who wants to topple the government. Arrest. And so they arrest him. Yeah. Quick, put him in that their holding cell in the dungeons. Is. And then they go lock him up off screen for the rest of the movie. Until the last scene. Where they mention that they let him go. <laughs> well, no, he's in another scene where they sneak her down into the dungeon. Oh, yeah, that's right. And does. then he's also in the scene yeah. where he's just standing there where, the, where um, mm-hmm. Pachanga's like, I'm going to let him go. And then I'm, I'm not. Nope, never mind. And then I am. Yeah. And then so uh, they do that. Uh, Pachenko gives like a. Uh, was that like a really? I thought I felt like that was like not a like a stock footage crowd. Um, I don't think so. I think that's just most of their budget. The crowd. Yeah. Okay. I honestly think that they just spent all, most of their money on one crowd shot with fuckloads of wardrobe. That's that's true. That there is a lot of wardrobe here. There's a lot of wardrobe and a lot. Of, or they could have just, if they were shooting in Eastern Europe, they could have just been like, "Hey, you farmer, want to hang out for twenty minutes?" Shot. Okay, go back to work. Here's twenty bucks. And he's like, 
I do not currency exchange rate. And they're like, too bad. Yep, pretty much. And I Go, feel like Timothy God, Dalton. Lord, thank you, fucking primitive. And I feel like right, Timothy Dalton is playing a Bond villain like less than a decade after. Uh huh. Like he even quit James Bond. Like he was like oh, attached yeah, this guy's to this. A total Bond or, villain. Like back in the Bond days, because this was actually during the time when he was waiting for Eon to put out another thing. Because they, um, before Timothy Dalton got on board in '87 for. The Living Daylights, they were courting Pierce Brosnan, but before he yeah. could finalize the contract, um, he was doing Remington Steel at the time, so they actually oh, renewed yeah. it for a fifth and final season, so he couldn't do it, so they cast Timothy Dalton, who's the first Welsh person to be James Bond, and then he did it for two movies, and then they were like, we're going to do a third one, but because License to Kill didn't make as much money, they spent a lot of time developing the script, and then they decided to reboot it and cast Pierce Brosnan once he was off of it in 94, and then GoldenEye was released in 95, so he huh. was very disappointed that he didn't get to continue that, so I wonder if this is almost like a, I'm going to play a Bond villain-esque thing in this movie that's being rewritten for Fran Drescher so that it can get made and I can reclaim my appeal internationally? Question mark? Yes. What if <laughs> what if they they went back and did for every Bond villain, they had Fran Drescher go in and change his mind? <laughs> oh, that'd be great for Sir Roger Moore now because he is like 85. Yeah. Like it's just like goes back on all the Bond villains like fucking... Goldfinger and all whatever the fuck. <laughs> what are villain? Like, oh, God. Mr. Bond. She goes, and, she goes and love fucks Jaws. Shark, obviously. Well, that are that would already actually. be better than Moonraker. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, that would be great. She just so she just like you should change your mind and enjoy my body and me being a New Yorker and my charms and just like <laughs> all right. I'll do that instead yeah, of, you know, because someone named Arik Goldfinger is from New York. Yep. Well, no, she's from New York, and she has New Yorkisms and charm and I shit, apparently. I'm from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. Don't you want to talk to my pretty face? Nope. <laughs> no, sure don't. Okay, so then, like, after the rousing speech, um... They can't find food late at night or something. And there's like mayonnaise product placement. Yep. I don't know why I wrote that down. There just is. Oh, I wrote it down because there's a line where like romantic sandwich scene. Yeah. Romantic famishment. And she says some bullshit line about like, I can find food in Gandhi's house. That because he took a starving oath. He took a starving oath, but he had salt crackers. Whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. And so he's like, we're a democracy in the speech. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. Cause you're locking up people and you know, workers rights aren't a thing. Um, but that's the point of the movie. And so then she, he takes her out onto the property and to develop his character, he's like, I killed a cow over there. And she's yep. like, you've got to be friendlier to people that you, represent politically yep and she like knows all these people like we don't even know how much time has passed since she's been there there's basically like the only passage of time in town now i don't know how to teach you and the frequent flyer miles thing and then it's like oh i know everyone by name 
Yep. Hey, Mr. Dwarpsvitz, how's your cold? And he, she's like, oh, it's better. It's good it betters. Yeah. I'm from Eastern Europe's. Yep, I'm sure that everyone in Eastern Europe declares where they are. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do. I'm just, hey, I'm Aaron, and I'm from Western United States. Western-ish. 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 Yes. It's, it's not the Midwest. Ooh, yeah. The west of the Midwest. I feel like they didn't have any sort of character outline because they're like, how do we make him beastly without making him... Because that's like the screenwriting problem here, right? Oh, is because well, they. I know exactly how they made him more beastly. They had half of his lines be fucking grunts. No, I know, but I'm saying half like the screen the screenwriting problem, uh, other ones notwithstanding, is to the trick of making him likable, but also making him beastly. And so yeah. they like. I feel like the screenwriter basically just picked up an old copy of um, how to win friends and influence people. And it's like, well, yeah. if only every world leader was like this, type, 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 <laughs> done. Yeah. If you just well, also like half of his lines are just. I'm Timothy Dalton. I'm a dictator. I've got an evil You're mustache. Doing it again. And like, someone in the world line. of the film actually I did half referred- of the goddamn movie for you. I did his half of the movie for you. I want to see the cut where you're edited over all of his like lines. Just with any of those. Yeah. Just all of those throughout the whole thing. Um, and so she, uh, he takes her on a tour of like a factory too. And she's, he's like, Oh great. The president's here. Some, some worker. And he's like, now we have to work like later. And she's like, well, don't you get overtime? And he's like, what is overtime? What is overtime? And she's like, what's your union? And he's like, what is a union? What is union? Because Besides Soviet Union. And so... Which once were? Like, she starts to, like, I don't know, instill striking and other sort of, like, I don't know, essential workers' rights into their thing. And he's like, what are you... What are you doing? You cannot do this. We cannot have workers who are not the whole, depressed the whole, and happy. The whole reason they go to the fucking, uh, they get to the factory is fucking ludicrous. So he, once she introduces, she makes him introduce himself to one of the townsfo- townsfolk, he just goes on an introduction spree and he's just like, hello, I am president. Well, nice to meet you. So he runs out of people and then they just run off into the woods to go find more people to say hello to. And then they stumble into the fucking factory and he's just like, I totally meant to go this way. Bleh, because all men always know ask for direction. Bleh. And he has a problem with her, quote unquote, talking back to him. And even after he like yeah. becomes addicted to like socializing, which, you know, isn't that bad. He's like, do I yeah. not intimidate you? Yeah. And which is absurd because this movie is absurd in that it's like a comedy of manners. And it thinks that um, Fran Drescher can be Hillary Clinton. Yeah, oh, like she's yeah, she can sway anybody and. Yeah, she's Ooh, diplomatic. Grand she knows Russia, all the, the right things woman. so that geopolitically, like, Slovakia can be on the map and equal and democratic. Overnight practice. Yeah. Fran Drescher's on the fucking case. I almost want to see, like, the theme of the nanny recut, but only so that it reflected the situation in this movie. Yeah. 
Because it's basically the same. Both both of these movies, they're the or this and Nanny are the fucking. They're so similar. He's a he's a not, a, a she he, in both of them, both of the dudes, are accented people like foreign people speaking English to them. Very good, it's Aaron. Just, they're so and there's just child. There's a gaggle of children. And that's it. That's the fucking movie. And one of the kids' character traits is, I don't like wearing clothes, so I'm going to get naked and run. Well, no, that just happened at the end. I know, but it's like an excuse to have her go outside and get blackmailed yeah. by second-in-command guy. The guy that actually yeah, looks... Yeah, the prime minister. Yeah. And then they're... Like, I don't get it. This movie, like, has an outdoor game of Twister... But also has yep. like workers' rights, talking to chickens uh-huh. that like she's like about to slaughter a chicken for a party that she's planning, in which she tries to like hide the cleaver behind her back, and she like talks to it and kind of like how Marky Mark talks to, to like the plant in the happening. She's like, yeah. "Well, I'm trying to kill you, but I guess I can't go through with it because you're so so damn adorable." Yeah, and then she keeps it for the rest of the movie, and she puts it in her purse. Yep. It's like a dog, but it's a chicken. I it, it just makes me think of like the the like it's clearly something that they might have thought to add in because they're like there's not enough like physical comedy, kind of like in Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Yeah, the spider, yeah. like oh, it's on my head, but they never address it again. It just kind of happens, and that it's just it's a it's another. We needed one more laugh, and I thought that the chicken was going to like martyr itself because she says get back here chicken you don't want to die for your country and then oh yeah she tries to make it a a patriotic chicken and then well the chicken gets into the boiling pot and then cries a single tear yep and in the next shot the chicken is sleeping on her and she wakes up late she's like oh i'm late for the for education so i'm like that just makes no sense that they spent all that money doing that if they decided to ultimately cut the chicken from getting killed. I have no idea. There's just such like a textual inconsistency there. She just keeps it. She keeps it because she keeps it. Because she keeps it. That's the reasoning. That's that, it. That's There's it. Nothing All else. right. Good movie logic there. And so yep. um, her mom calls her saying like, oh, honey, they fired that other unqualified from the show thing. And they want someone yeah. else that's really, you know, lacking in skills. Are you available? Yeah, they. She said that they wanted her for the job again. I guess the shitty lotto job. Oh, and can we also Which say she like violently the, uh, considers. this is the one that Glenn brought up? Is she's like talk to the hand because the ears ain't listening. Oh God, yeah. And then uh, Timothy Dalton at the end of the movie does it. Yes, it was so like. Why would you? It's because he's becoming Americanized. It's. It's a it's, it's to show that he's more westernized that he'll do that. Well, and then he fucking he shits himself laughing at it. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Ah, get it? It's funny. Like no, no, it fucking isn't Timothy Dalton. No. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hated that. I'm like producers. Was it worth spending the amount of money that you did to get Timothy Dalton to make him say that? They're like, well, if that anything, probably- we got Timothy Dalton to say, "Talk to the hand." It was probably a small, a small bet. 
Oh, it was a big bet. Between two men. This movie lost money. Yeah. I believe that entirely. Oh, man. Um, so then there's like the... This was really baffling because it's like, oh, we got to have all this unresolved sexual tension be unresolved and sexual and tension. Oh my God, this fucking scene. Yeah. The new, like the nude thing. She's like changing for the party because this isn't a huge estate that has a bunch of rooms and he doesn't have his own changing room. room. He's like, oh, Timothy Dalton goes in there too, to get a massage from there in castle masseuse. Yes. From Yvonne. and, And I wrote this down too. Uh, like she's trying to sneak out because she sees him getting naked onto the table and she like yeah. puts her clothes back on really quickly. And sh- he's like, Yvonne, is that you? And she's like, yes. And yes. And like I'm like, the worst is, man does accent. Yvonne actually sound like that. I mean, I get apparently I mean, he did. Okay, he knows him on a first name basis. And he's like the guy works in the castle. Like, uh-huh. I-, I just like just the logic of that. Like, you don't sound like Ivan. Also, Ivan looked ridiculous. He was that giant fat dude that was in the room with her before. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. This is a giant man. And the massage. And apparently it just sounds like Fran Drescher trying to be a man. Yeah. That's what he sounds like. That's just, I mean, that's, he's always sounded like that. Always. As long as I've known him, that's what he's been sounding like. That will never happen. Never at all. And he buys it. Like he would not buy it. He'd be like, what the devil? Yep. Cause he'd say what the devil being an Eastern European man. Yes. Except not. Oh, and during the like massage, like you don't see there's like the shot, like shows like Timothy Dalton's back. And then, um, he's like, Oh, "Oh, you can go harder than that. Ivan. And then like, she like pokes his butt. It like starts massaging his ass. And he, She's she straight up fingers this guy. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was she, like, "Are you playing it like a drum?" She's and fucking he's like, fingering oh. Timothy. I, I listeners, I have watched Timothy Dalton get fingered by Fran Drescher. It's happened. It's officially happened. If I had balloons, I would be throwing them at you in fucking joy. This is my favorite scene. <laughs> that isn't my favorite. I love scene. it. My favorite scene it's is so, the last like, one. And she's loving it. She's just like, yeah, right in your butt. I'm going, oh. Yeah, I'm going to get all up in your butthole. <laughs> oh, I'm love, I love fingering manly dudes. In fact, let me it put a fist in there. Them, but he's enjoying it too. Oh, and I love that he, like, this is like, of course, he thinks that he's talking to Ivan. So he's like, you know, there's something about her. And then he does an, yep. a great impersonation of her. I'm just like, that is awesome. Hearing Timothy Dalton impersonate that was funny, Fran yeah. Drescher. What? Yeah. Timothy Dalton's Fran Drescher is pretty great. And then so she finally sh- is like guilt ridden. And then like sweaty McSchlub dub is like, oh, you can't tell him because sweat. And he might assassinate us because treason. And she's like, I need to tell him because morals. And then he's like, I don't believe that you're not a teacher. You're the best teacher that there is. Yeah, because dumb. Um, and then they like, uh, she like comes out wearing like this dress and is in a scene directly, directly taken out of Beauty and the Beast. There is a camera, like yep. the shot that swor- that uh-huh. circles around them while they're dancing. Of course. Oh. <sighs> 
Why wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> duh. That's kind of the point of this whole movie, really. And so he's like, I'm going to let Frankenstein McRevolutionary go because that'll show that I'm like a person and stuff. And so she's like, yeah, oh, that's so good of you. And uh, Prime Minister's like, oh, I'm here to blackmail you. And you're going to do that because you've been sneaking daughter down to dungeon and cross-eyed Frankenstein has been doing sex things. Yeah. And so when he does like a big speech with all these like UN delegates or something, he's like, they finally like me for me. And she's like, you're wrong. You're a bad person. I always knew like everyone's right. You are a beast. I fucking hate that line so goddamn badly. It's like that was like, guys, that's the that's what we have to write it up to. <sighs> so bad. Fuck. And then she's like, that line pissed me off so bad. And this movie I has mean, no stakes. You look, look uh, all the fu- all all film. All, all screenwriters are just like, I mean, we cl- we have to put the title in here somewhere. Like, no, you fucking don't. You don't have to say, you're a beast. You don't have to put that in there. It fucking, like, it's just like, oh, here we fucking go. Because that loses so much. <sighs> it's just a fuck you moment, essentially. It's like, fuck you, screenwriter. Nobody wants to fucking hear you say the fucking title. And that unabashedly as well. Like, if he cuts off someone's head with a sword, she's like, you're a murderer. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I saw that. (laughs) Show me. (laughs) Don't tell me. Yeah. God damn it. It's like like in Greek times with, like, tragedies. Like, that's what the chorus was for because they couldn't show a graphic epic... war scene they're like hey guys check out this shit that happened on tv the other day oh man but like movies you have a budget show don't tell not tell don't show yeah it's which pretty is pretty easy mm-hmm. especially because they're just they obviously lazy. got money to this make this movie made film and then so uh fran like gets fired resigns because he's like what you were smuggling my daughter of her own agency and free will women can't have that. Yeah. And so uh, she says goodbye to the children in this really sappy fuck the screenwriter again, sort of way. Um, and like the little kid who runs away naked is like, um, he says something incoherent and the young daughters like, um, you know, he says we didn't know our mom very well, but we wish he wishes that she was a lot like you. Which I call bullshit. There's no way that child said that. That child has not said a whole word the entire movie. Obviously, his first line is that long fucking drawn out thing about, oh, we love you so much, friend Drescher. Like, no, no, fu- no fucking way. <sighs> oh, and then when she goes like to the other homelier daughter, she goes, well, she's ugly. I'm not going to say it. like uh, she's ugly. Yep, she's ugly. Um, they like do like this snap thing where it's like, get a, be a princess with a big dowry snap. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Ugh. Because marriage and economy and property transfer. Yep. Ooh. And so she goes home and 
lives with her parents, and for her birthday, they get her a Blockbuster video <laughs> gift card. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking fun. That was kind of funny, actually. That was almost as good as the mayonnaise product placement, where there's like, I know you want to put it on the turkey, and he's like, boy, do I? Yep. But then she's like, oh, but the, 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 try it with the mustard. It's so much better. The one thing I do yeah. like that the movie did is that. Well, also, what, what fucking Eastern European guy, what, like, dictator is just like, yeah, we need mayonnaise in the kitchen, obviously. I don't know. It's I thought an American mayonnaise, product. I thought mayonnaise was a like I heard in Europe that they really love mayonnaise, though. No, that might be. Just doesn't seem like it. It seems like a random thing to have the shot always be like, oh, this Miracle Whip is so good. Isn't it? Yeah. This blockbuster Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Starbucks, Miracle Whip. Uh, So... After uh, I do like this little subversion. So this is like the falling action. It, she's like, oh, I'll never find anybody. Boo hoo. Woe is me. Do crossword puzzles. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, you know who we're talking about. He said that he could never live without you. And so we're as the audience led to assume that it's Timothy Dalton on the other side of the door. Nope. It's a balding guy that we have never met. Yep. And she doesn't even remember from high school, but I did. This was my favorite joke of the whole movie that they were in high school in a oh, Rosemary's yeah. Baby high school's high school musical. Yep, Rosemary's Baby the high school musical. And they sing so lyrics funny. from it and I loved it. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, we could use some ice even though the party's for you. Why don't you go to the store and get some ice?" <laughs> Yeah. And so she's forced out of her house to go get ice for a party that she's supposed to be at and thrown for. And then she's like crying and it's like the most cliche Deus Ex Machina ending. And this was my favorite part of the whole movie. There's just like at on the edge of the of the shot, you just see this tissue box handed to her and she just says, Thank you, not oh dear God, I didn't see you walk up. It's thank you. And then it's Timothy Dalton. He's like, Oh, I couldn't be without you. I let the boy go, and we're holding open elections next year, and I'm not the president anymore. And she's like, yeah. Oh, you well, he might be. And he's probably in the running. He's he might as well have said, Hey, you know all those dangling plot threads? Well, they're all fixed. Want to make out? And she's like, do I? And then they make out. And then like the thing doesn't say the end. It says, and then they never had any problems ever again. Yep. Obviously it's just perfect. And for the rest of time. And in the next shot, he doesn't have a tissue box. Why the fuck does he have a tissue box? Oh, it's because that's one of the, the products. That's, that's one of the arts and crafts things they made. Oh, yeah. That's why I thought it was just something that he's like, Oh, I have this. And then the next scene, I don't have it as like a framing way to be like, Oh, he's here now. And all that. And we never get an update on the children. It's just like, well, here we are because obligatory Hollywood ending, whatever we're done with them. They can go fuck themselves and they will. And they will. Mm -hmm. Are they going to fuck? Yep. Trying to fuck. This week, Fran Drescher and Timothy Dalton are going to try to fuck. 
Thanks, Pat Oswald. Yep. Um, so, um, Aaron, any closing thoughts before we move on to verdicts of beautician and the beast? Um, I would commend myself for picking this movie purely on name. It paid off. <laughs> it did. Cause this movie is fucking stupid. It's real dumb. Uh, it, it, it's all these fucking shitty shitty romantic comedy tropes jammed into Eastern Europe and then just like, hey, politics are a thing too, right? L- right, guys? And like, that's it. That's the fucking movie. And then Fran Drescher's in it, and that's it. <laughs> it's... It's not, it's really hard to describe. Uh, Like, this movie, it's so fucking... It's, I wouldn't say it's schizophrenic, because it's not... There's not enough. There's not as much energy in it. It's it's still that kind of smooth pace of a fucking romantic comedy. But then there's just like, oh yeah, those rebels are gonna totally kill us. And just like, hey, there's a strike we gotta deal with. And like, <laughs> there's no, there are no stakes to anything in this movie except, oh, she might lose her job, or oh, those kids are doing something. Like it, like nothing outside of them matters at all yeah she brings up like these uh, apparent political problems in this and she's just like you should just be nice at like that's that's the problem to all things like it's fucking ridiculous i recommend watching it he's like i can keep my oppressive dictatorial policies but as long as i smile to people and know their names i'm okay yeah because aaron you know what every script that takes place in a Manhattan love story needs political unrest. Oh yeah, definitely. And geopolitics. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? And workers rights. Uh-huh. Those are the sexiest, most funny things that I could think to put into any comedy. I mean, any romantic comedy just needs those things. I don't know. In fact, I want a beautician and the beast too, but set during Kosovo in the nineties. Yeah. That would be great. Or better yet. Just put it during the Holocaust. Oh, okay. <laughs> it can she can be Oscar Schindler's um buddy? Kids teacher. Yeah. I mean totally. Rad show. Yeah. So Aaron. Uh, yes. Oh, so final verdict. Yes, this is worth watching. Does it belong in the catastrophe section? I would say so. I believe so, too. It is it is so interestingly low stakes. I wasn't bored. I was more like like I was entertained, but also like boring at all. Yeah. For something that was as low stakes as it was, I just was like so interested because it's like lit written like a like a five act structure of like a comedy of manners where it's like all these misunderstandings and love is at stake but only like the context of it it's like so many things at once and yet never overly focuses on any of them too much because it, it's like because i feel it's like a clumsy movie yeah this movie moves very fast and i feel like the pacing of it is fast enough where it's like wait what <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's over. It's like they cut out like 30 minutes of content, which I like because it makes for a more like concise film. So if you want something yeah, really 
What what would you compare it to pacing wise? Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a couple notches below like Crank. Obviously, that's the quick quick quickest paced movie ever. So obviously you can't really compare it to that. I'd say it's kind of like the Flintstones. Huh? I'd say it's kind of like the Flintstones. (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, Flintstones was quick as shit too. It's just things just kind of happened. I mean, this isn't as good as the Flintstones. Happening in it, it wasn't just like, yeah, we said that. Now we're going there. This was, this was still like. They actually said what they, what was going on instead of being like, Barney's got a fucking club for it. Who cares? Let's go do this shit. Like, it, like, it was good. Speaking of which, I think we should do Viva Rock Vegas. I know. I want to. I want to now, too. I told you. Yes. So, upcoming soon. Not next, but. Um, Eventually. So, happen. Um, let's move on to Counterpoints. Um, let's see. Counterpoints. Counterpoints are good for your soul. Does gibbity boppity doop. Points at things that you don't, because it is a counterpoint. Watch out! There goes. You better point. You better cry. This movie's coming. Watch out! So jump off a bridge. You better cry. You better shit your pants. I'm telling you why. Counterpoints are coming, coming right now. To your ear holes. Okay, so there is only 15 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, top critic Jonathan old. Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader writes, it manages to be sweet and likable, largely because of director Quappi's and, uh, the actor uh, direction and the actors as well, and it treats the sub-lubitched which is a, uh, he was a German playwright, I looked it up, um, who wrote comedies of manners, kind of not like this, but, you know, it's in the style. Material as if he actually believed in it. Yeah. Um, and the other two, one of them is from some guy in Illinois, he has three out of five, it doesn't say anything, and then some guy from St. George, Utah, named Bruce Bennett wrote a charming surprise. Of course. I'm like, and anything else? Any th- that's it. Is like that it? that's all that there is. I mean, there are some other ones. There's some other reviews here that I wanted to read. Um, let's see. So it got pretty negative reviews overall. It's only got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I really like what Susan Woloshkinsna from USA Today wrote about it. It says listening to Fran Drescher's nasal squawk nasal squawk for an entire movie is the price you'll pay to see the beautician and the beast. Imagine having your ear canal scoured with Brillo only more abrasive. I mean, you also have to pay to get in. Yes. Roger Ebert wrote, um, the, the beautician and the beast made me laugh, but each laugh was an Island entirely unto itself. They didn't tie together into anything very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so it ha- yeah, uh, Aaron, guess how many millions of the monies this has? I mean, it cost. I'm going to guess, uh, 30 lower 25 lower 18, 16, 16. Damn. And how much did it make? What well, is 1990s funds? Uh, 
one. Higher. Really? Three. Mm-hmm. Higher. I thought this bombed. I mean, it did. Uh, eight. Eleven and a half million, roughly. Eleven and a half. Yeah, it grow. It's rated PG. It had a. Oh, it was only released in like eighteen hundred theaters, and it only made like four million dollars in its opening weekend back in nineteen ninety seven. Wow. So and since it was released in February, so I feel like it was almost a movie that they were like, "Oh, we got to dump that in like no man's land." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this movie I almost forgot to mention was also nominated for a Razzie for guess what? Worst actress? Yeah. Anything else? Hooray. No. Surprise. They I, were just waiting for her to do a movie so they could fucking nail her with a fucking Razzie. <laughs> I mean, they just wait for Adam Sandler and they're like, blended Razzie. <laughs> yep. As soon as it's announced, it wins one. It's immediately nominated. Mm-hmm. Oh, and looking at the info page that I pulled up here, it looks like the movie was shot in... Oh, so the house was... In Beverly Hills, uh, Greystone Mansion, uh, Los Angeles, and Prague. Oh, okay, Prague. So part of it was filmed in Eastern Europe, but I was right in that it is a Beverly Hills mansion that they filmed it at. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They're like, we don't want to actually go to some chateau in an Eastern European country. Oh, and guess what the name of Fran Drescher's production company is? She has one? She does. It produced this movie. Oh, my God. What is it? It's High School Sweethearts. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it at the beginning of the fucking movie. I'm like, what kind of fucking, like, that's a shitty name. I know. It's awful. Who would name their fucking production company that? That's awful. Because she's uh, high school. Yeah, she has a high school sweetheart. Oh, okay. And things. Oh, oh, yeah. There was another thing here. Um, there were some interesting connections to other movies that we've watched. So, hmm. guess what? The director has also directed Aaron. Flintstones. No. Hmm. Do you remember a certain movie called License to Wed? What? The Robin no. Williams movie where oh my god he plays a reverend who has to tell these people before they can get married that they can get married. Yeah, I I remember that coming out. We saw it in theaters. It. You don't remember that piece of shit? I don't, thankfully. Thankfully. Oh. Well, it's awful. He also directed such great hits as The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, joy. And he's just not that into you. (laughs) Uh, Well, we know what kind of movies he does. Bad ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he also directed some episodes of that great and totally not racist show, Outsourced. Really? Yes. Wow. And the writer. Guess what the... uh, Guess what the writer has also written. Mm-hmm. Is it something we've done? Uh, no, it's not something we've done. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I will never guess. Okay. He also wrote Joyful Noise and directed it. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, that movie? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Bad movies are like a small, small thing. It's a microcosm. He also wrote Band Slam and Camp and some other movies. But, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Like, their career pretty much crashed and burned. I mean, Fran Drescher is going to keep being Fran Drescher so she can make this movie and have it flop. She did a bunch yeah. of shows after this. And her name is she always still had Fran. To do. Huh? Her name is always Fran. Like, on her IMDb page, which I'm looking at, her name in all of her sitcoms is always Fran. And in, like, Beautician and the Beast, her name is, like, something... Um, Miller. Yeah, Joy Miller. And then yep, Joy in Miller. the nanny, she's Fran Sheffield. Um, yep. In Living with Fran, she's Fran Reeves. In Happily Divorced, she's Fran Lovett. Of course. I'm just saying that there's. Well, a she's connection. a character actor, man. That's um, what they do. So, uh, Aaron, anything else you wanted to go on before we move into what's on our radar? I think we're good. All right. Well, Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Uh, everyone needs to go and buy the new That Handsome Devil album because it's fucking incredible. For those of you who don't know that, who that, that that handsome devil is, you've got internet. Google Zooms. They're good. There's, they're this weird uh, kind of old school 50s, 60s rock mixed with kind of hip hoppiness. It's re- it's a really weird combo, but it's really good. It doesn't sound good. I'm not good at describing it. I'm, I'll be honest, but seriously, just go look it up. It's fucking great. The new album, uh, Drugs and Guns for Everybody or for Everyone, is fuck is good. It's like ten bucks. Who gives a shit? It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So go do that. That's it. I don't. I'm not gonna dilute that plug for anything else because I fucking love it. Um, I actually coincidentally was going to plug that too. I pre-ordered a physical copy and then actually got like the down, the digital download link. So yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to it all the way through cause I haven't really had the time, but like the first like five tracks minutes. that I managed it's, to get through are actually it's really, really good. It's really short for an album. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, I listen to metal. So most of them are like two hour albums with rock opera yeah. So it's un- unnaturally short for uh, albums that I listen to. Um, the other, <clears throat> the only other thing that I really want to plug is um, I saw a Rob Zombie movie called The Lords of Salem. Oh, I have that. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you have the movie? Yeah, I own it. Oh. I should have borrowed your copy. I paid for it on Amazon. <laughs> ah, it's I have it on Blu-ray too. Oh. Anyway. Well, you should watch it. Like, um... I don't really like his rendition of Halloween, but I actually really like his, like his, he just has like this grimy aesthetic. So like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I really like the devil's rejects. So I'm just, I just keep watching his movies. Cause I know that there's like a great horror movie in there. The Lords of Salem is a lot more. Um, he made it independently for like a shoestring of like 1.5 million. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie does a really good job as like this um, small Northeast um, radio DJ on like this shock DJ channel. 
I mean, not channel, Shark show. Dark channel. And she like gets this mysterious recording. It's a lot more atmospheric. So if you're looking for House of a Thousand Corpses and like splat Halloween yeah. and all that, that's not what this is. It's a bit more, it's got a lot of nightmare imagery in it and it doesn't necessarily like explain a lot of it because it has like explorations of like witchcraft and stuff like that. So that's yeah. the Lords of Salem. The it's reason- available on Amazon and uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So support that because... He's pretty cool. Yeah, the reason I bought that was purely to look at the art direction. Because I have a thing for art direction. I'm not good at it, but I really appreciate good stuff. Like like the movie Immortals. Nobody saw it because the movie itself wasn't that great. There were some really cool parts in it. Like all the violence was fucking badass as hell. But it was slow and there was no characters in the whole movie. But that movie looked fucking gorgeous. Every shot in it was just like, holy shit. Oh, especially um the end shot where they're like all in like that Greek like surround oh, yeah. picture or whatever before they all engage in combat. Because the, the style he was going for was like that classical painting style, and he pulls it off perfectly. Like half the shots are just like that's that's that looks exactly like a painting. It's fucking incredible. So it, it watch the movie. Also, I'm gonna plug. I'm apparently I'm plugging Immortals now. Watch that movie. Uh, just cause it looks pretty as shit. Like that is the prettiest looking movie I've ever seen almost. And it's fucking, it looks so good, but the story is garbage and there's no characters, but at least the violence is like the, the fight choreography mixed with the art direction is just really cool. Except the God's hats are fucking silly cause they're giant and wireframe and dumb. But other than that, it's fucking awesome. So. Next time on the catastrophe section, we will be watching Aaron. What are we watching? We'll be watching Maximum Overdrive. It's a Stephen King movie about killer semi trucks or some shit. Plural. It's gonna be dumb. I'm excited. I'm excited too. It's a it's a movie genre we haven't really done yet. Yeah, the trucker possession the genre. Murder trucker. But I hardly thing. know her. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. And we'll also have our special executive guest returning to say why they threw money at Stephen King. Well, I mean, that's it's obvious. It's because he's Stephen King. Wait, this is his director. This is the one he directed, right? Yes. Oh, my God. That's I remember now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, we are watching that. Oh, yeah, we are. And then I forgot. I forgot he directed it, too. Are we actually going to be dropping our episode on Christmas or I think we could drop it on. Do we want to do Monday? Um, so this one's going up this Friday. The what is it? The fifth. It's going to be on the fifth. Yes. Then two weeks from that, we'll drop maximum overdrive and then we'll drop our special to be announced Christmas episode on Christmas. Aaron, they already know we've already said it. We're going to do that. No, I mean what we're doing for the movie. Oh. No, we haven't announced it. I thought we did. No, it wasn't in any of the other episodes. Oh, well, if it is, then we're lying, and if not, then we won't say it now. We'll let you know next time. Yep. Or so whenever you, join you us. listen to it. You because can join us. I'll give... There's I'll never give a, a shortage hint. of terrible Christmas comedies out there. Yes. I'll give you a hint. It's a family comedy. Our, our specialty. Crankiness. 
It involves crankiness. I'll let you decipher as you will. And Christmas. Yeah. Obviously, it's a Christmas movie. And then uh, we're doing one for New Year's. I'll just let, I'll just leave it at that. I know. How, how many movies about New Year's are there? Just one. You're, you got us. It's Friday the 13th, part five. Yep. Because Friday the 31st, it's reversed. 13, 31, you know. So obviously he comes out and murders people. Duh, idiots. <laughs> so yes, we're, we're doing a New Year's Eve one. Indeed. Uh, about a movie. A bad movie. Which the title has been said, but I'm not telling you what it is. If you play this podcast backwards, it'll say the whole name of it as well as the name of everyone you've ever made out with in chronological mm-hmm. or alphabetical order. Yep. Chrono-alphabeticals. Chrono-alphabetical. Chrono-alphabeticals. Chrono-alphabeticals. Yeah, chrono-alphabeticals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, until next time, I'm Cameron. And I'm Aaron. Outro. Fucking outro. Slovakia. Fucking Slovakia. Outro. You know what we need? We need a beautician. Outro. We need one to this teach these kids. We outro. don't know what who they outro. are, but they need a teacher outro. right here. Yo, outro. this is a story all We're about how my outro. life got outro. twisted upside down, and I'd like to Fuck take a minute and just sit right there, Fuck tell you how I became a teacher in Slovakia. Nope. Boom, 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 boom. Fresh nanny of Belvere. Of <laughs> Belvere. <laughs> yeah, the fresh nanny of Belvere. Not Bell here, Belvere. <laughs> yeah, Bell over there. <laughs> okay. Follow us on Twitter at Catastrophe Sect. That's Catastrophe S E C T. Email us at Catastrophe Section at gmail.com with comments, questions, and suggestions. Rate and review us on iTunes. Show us to your friends. Make their day worse or better, depending on how much you you think they'll hate us. If you think they'll hate us, definitely give us to them. They'll they'll just they'll stop hanging out with you. We're a tool. Use us. Also, we're on Stitcher, so if you want to fucking listen to us in your car, you can do that violently or peacefully, whatever you choose. You're welcome. <laughs>